Most of the stuff that we're carrying around, if you really bring presence to it and you really pause and you really observe it, it's not even yours. It's been handed down from somebody else and you are just choosing to keep it in your closet without even realizing that you don't have to keep it. Just because somebody gave it to you doesn't mean that you now have to put it on and wear it as if it's your own. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And can I say happy holidays? Is that a thing now? (laughs) I think so. Because if you're listening to this, we've just celebrated Thanksgiving. Now, if you hear some noise in the background, or if this recording sounds a little different than some of the other episodes you're used to listening to, it's because I'm in the car. I'm literally recording this with two hands on the steering wheel and my Apple headphones in and hoping for the best. So if you hear some rattling, engine noise, anything at all, it's because I'm literally in the car and inspiration strikes and we move. So I wanna paint you a picture of, of this like moment right now. It is a beautiful day, like, sunshine, zero clouds in the sky. I'm somewhere in Virginia, which I honestly don't know. I can't recall if I've ever driven through Virginia before. Maybe I have. 
I think I'd have to, I'm not great with geography, so please don't hold me to this. But in 2007, 2007, I drove my little Honda Accord, two-door Honda Accord packed to the brim with stuff from Providence, Rhode Island to South Beach, Miami, Florida. And maybe I drove through Virginia at that time. But other than that, I mean, when I moved from New York to California, I went through Ohio. And obviously, driving from California to Atlanta, I didn't go through Virginia. Although I did also, now that I'm thinking of it, I did move from Dallas, Texas back to Rhode Island. And I most likely drove through Virginia then. I'd have to look at a map. Anyway, all that to say, it's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, It's a beautiful countryside. There's rolling hills and lots of farms and just beautiful. It's a beautiful drive and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. So I'm in this, I don't even know what kind of car I'm driving. It's some sort of Chrysler, I want to say, SUV that has a third row of seating. It is a boat of a vehicle and I'm also very grateful for this vehicle because this was not the vehicle I was supposed to be driving. And through universal assignment and a lot of patience and generosity, I was upgraded to this vehicle. And to my right is a bag full of snacks from Whole Foods, an overnight bag, my purse with my laptop, which is pretty standard for a road trip, multiple beverages, of course. But what is behind me is a little bit more comical. There is a variety of things in this car right now. Everything from multiple suitcases with winter clothes, summer clothes, a potted snake plant that this plant has made it through so much. I'm surprised it's still alive. I have been nursing it back to life. This snake plant was gifted to me by a friend and sister, Lori Harder, when I moved from California to Atlanta back in the end of 2020. And this poor snake plant has almost died. I have had to do snake plant surgery on this this poor thing multiple times. And I finally feel like it's thriving, like the leaves are not drooping, it's actually standing tall. And I'm grateful that it's here with me and I hope that it survives <laughs> this car ride. There are about four bags full of clothes that are going to either be sold or donated. Another box full of stuff that I have brought from New York to California, to Atlanta, to this car ride here uh, that was also meant to be sold. A dog bed, some blankets. What else do I have in here? A footstool, a little table. Uh, Yeah, there's quite a variety. So this car is packed full of stuff. And I honestly don't know how it would have fit in the other vehicle I was supposed to rent. So anyway, we are road tripping. And I yesterday was an emotional day. Honestly, this whole week has been pretty emotional. Um, I officially handed over the keys to my beautiful, bougie, high-rise city apartment in Atlanta, Georgia. And... Movers came yesterday and they packed all of my belongings into a truck and brought it to a 10 by 15 storage container, storage unit in Atlanta and packed everything in there. So my entire life 
up to this point, all of my belongings for the most part, other than what's in this vehicle right now, <laughs> are in storage. And I rented a vehicle and I am driving to New York to go spend the holidays with my family. And I'm going nomadic for a bit. So I shared this life update in my last podcast. So that's not the point of this podcast. But that is the current vibe right now. We are in the vehicle with all the things, driving to the places and navigating the waves of emotion, of uh, letting go and letting in. And that is really kind of the theme of this conversation is about letting go and letting in. And I was visiting with my girlfriend, Morgan, who I love dearly. We actually met on social media and we went to Atlanta's Botanical Gardens every year at holiday time. They do Christmas lights and they're like, it's the most spectacular Christmas light thing I've ever seen in my life. Like there are lights that hang from the trees and it looks like it's like raining lights and they're synchronized to the music and there's just, it's incredible. And so her and I went with her daughter and I was, you know, sharing with her how I was feeling about moving and my emotions and I was getting emotional and I was talking about how good I felt in my apartment and waking up every single morning to my view and how attached I was to this space. She said to me, you know, your view is really amazing. Like it's an incredible view, but also like there are so many other incredible views that you haven't seen yet that are available to you. And it just like, it's so funny how sometimes one simple phrase can literally shift everything. It's like a domino effect and you just see life through a completely different lens. And I'm like, she's so right. Like this is an amazing view, Atlanta, Georgia, Midtown, high rise, the view. I mean, everything about it that I loved so much and what it represented was amazing. And also, I've never seen the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I'm sure that view is pretty amazing. There's a lot of places and spaces that I've yet to experience. And so it just put a lot into perspective of like this or something better and letting go to let in. And how sometimes we can have such a limited view on things when we're in our own little bubble and we're holding on so tightly to something. And that if we just release and look up and look left and look right, our, can, our life can change in an instant. So letting go and letting in. So this week I had an opportunity to really let go of a lot of things uh, emotionally, like figuratively and physically. And one of those things was my clo clothing. So anyone who's ever experienced radical change in their life knows that it gets a lot messier before it feels peaceful. Like you will feel like your life is chaos. Everything is quote unquote falling apart in order to fall together. And I know this to be true because literally it's happening right now. My life feels incredibly messy. <laughs> Uh, but I've walked through it so many times and I've walked my clients through it so many times and the women in my life that I'm so grateful for that are my close sisters and friends. Like there's always a mess before there is peace. There's always, you know, 
after the storm comes peace, right? And so I want to I want to anchor in this visual for you because if you're in the midst of a mess, I want to give you some perspective of what it looks like to step into your next evolution of embodiment or leadership or change like change changes everything so i've used this analogy before in some of my master classes i may have even shared it here on the podcast i share so much in so many places sometimes i forget where i share it but i think that we learn through stories and repetition and if you've heard it before okay great maybe this will be a refresher and there's an opportunity for you to hear it in a new way but i like visuals because, and I like analogies because it really helps me to anchor in the lesson. So when we're talking about real change, it's, it's easy to feel like our inner world will shift if we shift our outer world. And so much of my life, I have tried to shift my environment so that I feel a different way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think environments are so important and circumstances definitely make things can make things more efficient and easier so for example when i was married i my husband and i lived with his father so the three of us lived in the house that my uh, ex-husband grew up in and i don't feel great when my environment is chaotic it I almost feel like it it's hard for me to focus and it makes me feel like it it amplifies if I'm feeling chaotic and my environment is chaotic then I have a hard time focusing and maybe you're like me. And so what feels good for me is when I walk into my home and things are neat and there isn't clutter everywhere because clutter feels like open tabs for my brain and open tabs like imagine a, a computer running with like 35 browsers open on your internet and the battery charger is not plugged in it's going to drain the battery really quickly and it's like tasks that need to be completed and every time you walk past it like you have this instant thought of like i need to do that i need to do that i need to do that and it's like multiple tabs of I need, I need, I need to do, and it can feel really overwhelming and that drains your battery very quickly. And so if I walk into my space and I see dirty dishes in the sink and I see socks on the dining room table, (laughs) ladies, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. Laundry thrown about, mail everywhere, the trash is overflowing. This would literally be my experience. It feels like a million open tabs that distract me from the thing that's going to take the most amount of energy, which would be creating content or working on my business. And it would perpetually put me in this state of like anxiety and chaos. And the more I was doing my inner work to find peace within myself, the more sensitive I started to become to my outer environment and noticing that they're not mutually exclusive. I do believe that 
your inner your outer world is a reflection of your inner world and also i think that your outer world can very much influence your inner experience i don't think that they're mutually exclusive of one another so in those moments there's an opportunity for you to bring presence and like really pause and decide what is going to feel the most supportive and what is the story that I'm getting involved in. I would get myself really worked up and really frustrated and angry with the people that I was living with that they didn't respect the fact that I like to clean, keep a clean house and then I would huff and puff and I would get all frustrated and flustered. This is not very supportive. That was a choice I was making. I could have just removed myself from the situation and gone to a coffee shop to work, which is what I would end up doing and then hold my family to a standard of, Hey, when you do this, I feel this and then let them choose. Anyway, that's a conversation for a different day. The point is that this past week, week and a half, as I was packing, the thing that I did very last was my closet. Now, how many times have I, (laughs) walked into my closet and said to myself, I really need to go through this closet because there's a lot of stuff in here I don't wear anymore. And, you know, from the last time I went through my closet until now, there's definitely been some things that have gotten like kind of shoved into the back of a corner, shoe boxes that are full of random stuff, jewelry boxes that are filled with random stuff, you know, things that are like hiding in the back where you can't see. Uh, So it's not as organized as it could be, right? Have you ever had this experience? I know you have. We all have. We're women. This is just like, this is just how it is, right? So every single day for however many countless unknown number of days, I've walked into my closet and the thought in my brain has been, I really need to organize this closet. And it's, it's like an open loop, right? Like... I am very present to the fact that my closet gets to be organized. I have an intention to organize my closet. However, as soon as that thought comes into my mind, it's immediately gone because today is not the day and there are other things that are more important and I'm only in my closet for maybe a minute, maybe two out of my whole day. So really, it's not like a life or death situation, but it is a, I am very present and I'm very aware that this is here. But as soon as the thought comes in, it goes out. But every single day, the thought comes in and the thought goes out. And it's like this perpetual open loop. And this is very similar to what happens when we are very present and aware of an open loop in our own life that we know we get to shift or change, but it's perhaps not inconvenient enough for us to actually do anything about it. It just kind of becomes part of our daily routine. Uh, I'm really tired of this thing and I know we need to change it, but today's not the day. 
whatever it is, it could be like a conversation you need to have with a friend. It could be your relationship to money. It could be like, oh, I really need to get in the gym or I really need to do this or la la la, la right? There's like a million things that run through our mind every single day of like, oh, I really need to do that. I really need to do that. I really need to do that. And something in our environment will trigger that. So we have the awareness of it, right? But perhaps actually doing something about it kind of just feels like it's not really causing me enough discomfort right now in my life that I'm actually going to do anything about it or it's just not important enough or there really isn't like a a need for it right now. We just kind of become acclimated to the inconvenience of it all until it gets to a point where like either we have to because of circumstances or it becomes so inconvenient that we can no longer ignore it. And so for me, it was like, well, I can't ignore this. I have to pack all this stuff and I can either pack it all or I can use this as an opportunity to organize my stuff. And so if you've ever organized a closet, you know that things get way messier (laughs) before they get organized, right? Like it is a mess. So what do you do? You start pulling things out of the closet, right? And prior to that, like everything is just kind of a meshed together. Like you can't really see everything. It all just kind of blends together. And there's things in there that you literally can't even see, right? So I'm going through my closet and there's, there's like, it's just, you know, my dresses are here. My shirts are here. My pants are here. My tank tops are here. My sweaters, my sweatshirts, my jewelry, blah, blah, blah. Like they all have places, but they're all just kind of like smushed together. So one by one, I take each item out of the closet and I look at it. And now that I can see it because it's not smushed in the closet and I'm putting my, my attention on it, I have a decision to make. Does this stay or does this go? And so there's, I'm in this phase of observation, right? Like I'm observing how do I feel about this piece of clothing in my body? How does it, how do I feel about it? Like visually, is there a story behind it? And this is what we do in our life when it comes to habits and beliefs and programming, right? So when we're cleaning out our metaphorical closet of the mind or shifting a pattern of behavior, we have to first observe the stories one by one and, and say like, well, does this story stay with the version of me that I want to be or does it go, right? And like, here's the thing about clothing. Why do we have such an attachment to clothing? Ladies, if you're anything like me, which I know you are, because that's why we're here together. Like I have things in my closet that I have legitimately not worn in probably 10 years, but I'm like, "Mm, maybe someday I'm going to want to wear that. I haven't worn it in 10 years. It probably doesn't even fit me, but somehow it's managed to follow me from Providence, Rhode Island to upstate New York to California to Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) back to upstate New York. Maybe it'll make its way to Mexico. Who knows, right? But it's like, 
sometimes you will pull things out of the closet. And it's like immediately, no, like uh, this, no, goodbye. It's got holes in it. I, I bought it from Forever 21, like three years ago. Like it served its purpose. Goodbye. There's other things that you will pull out that you're like, I literally could not even imagine parting with this. It is my favorite thing. I wear it five times a week. I love it so much. It's staying. And then there's things that you pull out of the closet and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know. And it causes you this, like you're in this like moment of being paralyzed with making a decision. And this is what it's like when we're meeting ourselves in like, are we going to stay or are we going to go? Are we going to hold on? Or are we going to let go? What are we creating space for? What is our identity? And does this piece of clothing even match who we're becoming? Who gave it to us? Like, where did this come from? Don't even get me started on like hand-me-downs, right? Hand-me-down from somebody else that like this thing came from this person. I've had it in my closet. I don't wear it, but because they gave it to me, for some reason, I feel like I can't let it go. And this is like such a beautiful example or parallel or whatever you want to call it, analogy for our beliefs. Most of the stuff that we're carrying around, if you really bring presence to it and you really pause and you really observe it, it's not even yours. It's been handed down from somebody else and you are just choosing to keep it in your closet without even realizing that you don't have to keep it. Just because somebody gave it to you doesn't mean that you now have to put it on and wear it as if it's your own. So this was the process that I was walking myself through as I was emptying out my closet. I'm like, oh, you know, like I like this. And then I was like, do I even want to try it on? Let me just try this on. Like, do I like how I feel in this? What story am I telling about the woman that wears something like this? And what attachments are coming up that I'm like confronted by. There's a lot of confrontation that comes with attachments to things. So there's a there's an opportunity here to let go, to create space, to let something brand new in. And the more you go through this process, the more like fucking overwhelming it becomes, truth be told. Because what happens? You pull everything out of your closet and you realize like I can't believe I have been carrying around so much stuff, all this energy, half of it doesn't even fit me anymore. Some of it belongs to other people. Some of it I didn't even know was here. And like, now that it's all out, I can't even see the floor. I can't see my dresser. I can't see the bed. I can't believe that I've had all of this sitting in my closet every single day. And I had no idea that it was even here and it can start to feel overwhelming. And you can start to feel like, oh man, this is too much. I don't want to look at all of this. I don't want to deal with all of this. This is too much to handle. And so this is the moment where when when we're making real change in our life, like, ugh, can't believe I have to look at all of this. And then just when you think you can't take anymore, you find that elusive shoebox in the back of your closet and you open it up and you're like, oh my God, I can't even believe what's in here. I forgot that this was even here. And now that I know that it's here, it's reminding me of this thing. And this thing makes me feel this way. And this person did this to me or this happened or like they gave me this and I don't even like, oh my gosh, now what do I do with all of this? And it's the same 
when we really bring presence to the operating systems that we've been running on and we realize like, I didn't even know that I was doing this. I didn't even know that this was part of my makeup. I didn't even know that this was here. And having this level of like presence, being confronted with what is in the shoebox and what was in the back of the closet and just like shining light on all of that can feel like a lot. I mean, it can feel really messy, really messy. Because now you have two choices. You can either just shove it all back in the closet and be like, I'm not going to deal with this today. Like, I'll deal with this another day. Or you're like, okay, we're going in. This is going to take a little bit longer than I had anticipated. It's going to require a little bit more energy than I thought. I may have to cancel some things that I thought I was going to have time to do because I'm in this and I'm committed to this. This is the moment where we decide, are we going to really do this or not? And I'm not just talking about the process of organizing the closet and like doing it completely. I'm also talking about the moments where we meet ourselves in, am I really going to shift this thing? Like how committed am I? Because it seemed like a really good idea and now that I'm here and I'm looking at all of this, like what I really want to do is just shove everything back in the closet, close the door and pretend like it doesn't even exist and make myself a nice bowl of noodles, pour myself a glass of wine, Netflix and chill, eat some ice cream, go to bed and pretend like none of it ever even happened. <laughs> Hi, I've totally been there. But this is the opportunity where we meet ourselves and we get to decide, okay, like, which adventure am I going to choose today? So I was literally confronted with this this week as I was organizing my closet and letting go of things. I'm like, I really like this, but I also never wear it. And I want to welcome in a new experience. I want to welcome in new energy. I think that clothes and our closet hold so much for us because it allows us to embody different archetypes and play with different versions of ourselves, right? There's an adornment that happens, like clothing and how we feel in certain things brings out a whole new persona. I have this dress that I wore on stage for an event that I was hosting back in 2018 called A Line and Rise, I think 2019 the line and rise and it was this beautiful purple dress and i wore it again recently to do a little uh, a fun branding photo shoot on the beach with one of my girlfriends and i love this dress like the color and the cut and the way i feel the way i feel in this dress is like goddess queen like muse just like the most beautiful sensual soft embodied mature version of me i love this dress so much and i've only worn it a few times in my life and it was literally a 12 dollars dress from forever 21 but it's how i feel in it right so when i think about my closet i want to walk into my closet and have such a difficult time deciding what i want to wear because everything in there makes me feel some kind of way i want it to be an experience that feels so exciting to me that i feel so present to that i feel so excited by 
that I feel like so inspired by versus it being just like a, I'm doing this because I need to put something on my body today, (laughs) if that makes sense, right? So if I want to welcome in this new experience every single time I walk into my closet or as I'm traveling over these next few months, I'm deciding that if it's coming with me, it's something that turns me on. If it's coming with me, it's something that lights me up. If it's coming with me, it's something that allows me to tap into an archetype or an expression of myself that feels really juicy and exciting. If I'm going to carry it around with me, I better make sure that it's something that feels like a holy hell yes in my body. And if it doesn't feel like a holy hell yes, then it goes. And so this is the process of letting go to create space for something new to come in. So one by one, the pile of get rid of gets bigger and bigger and the pile of keep gets smaller and smaller. But the things that I'm keeping in my closet are the things that like give me a zing in my body that make me feel some kind of way. And that when I put them on, I have a sense of calm or I have a sense of excitement or I have a sense of peace. And when I slowly start putting these things back into my closet and I'm folding my sweaters and I'm organizing my shoes and everything lines up beautifully, there's like something about spaciousness in a closet that just feels so expansive. And so now every time I walk into my closet, after it's freshly organized and it's color coded and there's room for possibility, I embody this version of a woman that feels calm, that feels present, that feels organized, that feels spacious, that feels open to magic, that feels open to possibility, right? I've welcomed in the space for something different and something new. And I get to like let go and release the things that I don't need to carry anymore, right? Like whose hand-me-downs have we been carrying? What stuff have you been holding on to and carrying around with you for years and years and years from apartment to apartment to home to home? Like there might be stuff in your closet that you've been carrying since high school that you just can't seem to get rid of that somebody gave to you at one point and for some reason you feel guilty letting it go because they made it for you. But it literally does nothing but drain your energy. Even if it's just on a teeny tiny little itty bitty subconscious, it's only taking up a little tiny bit of space in the back of my closet way, it's still there and it still holds a frequency. And this is how our beliefs operate, these like little tiny beliefs that somebody gave to us a long time ago and for some reason we're still holding on to it and it's just below the surface, but because we can't see it and it's out of sight, out of mind, it's actually not out of our programming. It's actually not out of our energy field. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So the last piece of this is the letting go. It's the releasing. Now, this has been something that I've been like notorious for doing, and I don't know if you can relate to this, and it's I'm laughing because it's like literally my experience right now in this exact moment. In the releasing, we recognize that I've walked into my closet a hundred times 
and said to myself, I really need to organize this closet. And then we finally do it. And it's like everything, like our closet just like threw up all over the room and it's a mess. And we're like, oh my God, like, how am I ever to get through this? And then we have to meet ourselves in the process of like, does it stay? Does it go? And we start putting all the things that are going to go into a bag. And maybe we're like, oh, you know what? I could give this to somebody else, or maybe I could sell this or I could donate it. And we start to like, try to figure out how we can somehow in some sneaky little way, we're like giving it up, but not really because we're like, I'm going to sell it. Or we put it in a trash bag and it sits in the bottom of our closet in a trash bag, still in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) meant to go somewhere and like I've done this where I've gotten rid of stuff but I still hold on to it but I'm like oh I got rid of that but it's still here because I've just packaged it in a different way and stuck it in a different closet (laughs) because I'm going to give it to my cousin or I'm going to drop it off at Goodwill and it, it becomes another open loop of I need to do this thing I need to drop this off. This needs to go somewhere. And it goes on our to-do list. And every single time we walk past the pile of clothes, we still, we're still, it's still there. Like we, we haven't actually gotten rid of it. So when I moved from New York to California, I had a pile of clothes that I was like, I'm going to sell all of this stuff. And it took me almost a year to list everything. And then I got to the point where I was getting ready to move from California to Atlanta. And I was like, I really need to sell this stuff. So I took pictures of everything and I put it up online and some of it sold, some of it didn't. It was getting down to the wire. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to package all this up in a box. I'm going to send it to my cousin. And I never sent it. And I was like, the time came for me to move. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put all this in a box. It's going to go on my U-Haul. I'll bring it to Atlanta and I will mail it from there. And wouldn't you know that box is in the back of this car right now? I still haven't mailed it. (laughs) I'm still holding on to it. And there's more. As I was going through my closet this time, there's four more bags full of clothing that I had intended to drop off at Goodwill or give to somebody and it's in the back of the car. So this is my declaration for completion of releasing these things that do no longer match who I am and who I'm becoming. So the release part is essential to the actual letting go. Like you actually have to let go and meet yourself in the thoughts behind letting go. Like the logistics that come along with it. Well, I have to get in my car and I have to drive to the post office and I have to find a box and I have to pay for shipping and blah, 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 blah. And it just doesn't seem important. But yet I walk past it every single day. I got to send that to my cousin. I got to send that to my cousin. I got to send I really got to bring that to Goodwill. I got to bring that to Goodwill. We're just kind of like moving the thing from one place to another and it's still taking up space. So the release part really is the completion of the process of letting go so that we can let in the thing that we truly desire. So that is my, this is my declaration of releasing these bags and bags and bags of clothes that just don't fit my future and I no longer have to carry. So what I've just walked you through is 
my framework for personal power and embodiment, which is pausing and bringing presence to the current situation, observing the stories that come up, welcoming in a new story, embodying this version of us and releasing and rejoicing so that we may complete the cycle, let go and let in and really shift from chaos to calm, from the mess to the organization. And this is, this is the framework for real change. I've never found another way. This has just always been the way. And there's so many examples in my life. And you're going to hear these stories, more and more stories like this over the next few weeks as enrollment is open for the Embody Mastermind. So the Embody Mastermind is a six-month container, an intimate group container for us to walk side by side through this process of personal power and embodiment as we shift from one paradigm to another, letting go of the stories that no longer serve us so that we can create space for and step into and embody the version of us that we're truly meant to be. My vision for you, my intention for you is to create a space that gives you the tools and the community and the framework to be able to bring awareness to these patterns in your life so that you can recognize them and be like, oh my gosh, this is the thing. Like I just envision you being in a situation that once triggered you and pausing and bringing awareness to it and be like, oh, this is an old story. Let me dig into this. Let me welcome in something new. Let me embody this new version of me. And feeling so proud of yourself when you catch yourself in it and then actually shifting it. That is my intention for you. That is what I see for you. And once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> you can't unsee it. But once you start on this process, things start to evolve in your life in the most beautiful way. And you start to become a person who responds to things and chooses your life versus reacting and everything is happening to you. You realize, oh, wow, this is an opportunity for growth. This is happening for me. Let me lead myself through this. Let me see what is here for me. Let me look in the box and see what's in the back of the closet and really take ownership in cleaning this up. This is by far the most exciting container I've created. I've wanted to do this for months and it just didn't feel like the right time. And now that it does, and this isn't going to be an experience where I'm just teaching you something and you're conceptualizing like we are going deep into the somatics. We're going deep into the knowing, the doing and the being, and I'm going to be doing it with you. Like there are things in my life <laughs> that I'm excited to focus in on and really bring this framework to light. And so we're actually going to walk through it together, which I'm so excited about in sisterhood and in community in sideline leadership. It's going to be beautiful. So enrollment is open. Space is limited. You can click the link in the show notes. We're going to have a conversation about it and make sure that it is the right fit for you. And if it's not, we'll find something else that is. And if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram at the Melissa Martin. I love you. Happy holidays. Thank you for being here with me. You'll probably hear another episode with some background noise because I'm just in a mood right now and I'm probably going to record another episode after this <laughs> in the car in Virginia. I think I'm in Virginia still. I love you so much. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. 
I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.